everybody. Welcome to Liftoff Journeys, where we ignite the stories of those daring to soar. Join us as we delve into the uncharted territories of success, sharing the triumphs and hardships of extraordinary individuals like Steve, who is our guest today, that are determined to reach new heights. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, and uplifted on Liftoff Journeys. Let's lift off and launch together. Today, I am joined by Steve Davis. He is not only an entrepreneur and a CEO of a growing business who is helping many companies that are small and mid-sized in creating their brand and their presence and their awareness online, but he's also the dad of not one, not two, not three, but four amazing <laughs> kids. So you want to talk work-life balance and work-life blend, Steve is going to be bringing it to the show this morning. How's it going, Steve? Good morning, Jeannie. Thank you for having me on. It is such a pleasure to be with you this morning. And yes, I mean, I think father of four is job number one, you know, uh, there is just so much that goes into it. Uh, such a wide range of ages and personalities. Uh, it's it's a lot to juggle all at once. Yeah. So tell us about your kids. That's most important. So you've got four yes. girls, boys. So I've got two girls, two boys, and they the two oldest are girls, two youngest are boys. They range from 13 all the way down to four. So it's 13, eight, six, and four. Uh, so wow, a lot to juggle. And, and, uh, and so I've got five and they range from 25 down to 16. So I'm a little ahead of you, but I, I got to ask, how is it having a 13 year old girl at the house? Oh, um, how do I say no comment without you not knowing exactly what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she's actually, she's wonderful. She's a great big sister, um, quite independent, very bright. And, um, she's been helping out a lot. It really is just key to the family dynamic, uh, to see her grow as we all know, or anybody who has kids knows if you have more than one, your oldest is always that science experiment. You don't know exactly how it's going to go. Yeah. The other three, you've already learned something. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but, but, That's right. yeah. Yeah. I remember with, with my oldest, she was little, I mean, like a couple months old and we accidentally kind of like let her head hit the bathtub a little, I mean, like this much shirt. And we were freaking out. We're like, we got to take her to the hospital. <laughs> She's going to die. And our neighbor behind us was a retired man from Chicago living in Dallas. And he was probably in his late 80s. And he said, what's wrong? What's wrong? And, and we're like, oh my gosh, Giovanna and her head, we got to take her to the doctor. And he's like, look, you spend your whole life trying to kill your kids and it just doesn't <laughs> work. She's going to be totally fine. And we were horrified. We're like, what? Why are you saying this? And he said, look, he's like, the first one's always the hardest. When you get to two, three, and four, five, whatever number you get to, then you're just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, even potty training is <laughs> like, no, do, do it yourself. <laughs> I, I got something else to do. Um, <laughs> I did have somebody along the same lines <laughs> tell me once, uh, there's no handbook. We're all faking it. And you just hope you don't raise a serial killer or something, right? <laughs> so <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Well, you know, I can tell you having having kids that are grown, um, it is amazing and so so heartwarming to see how they turn out as adults and to see just some of those really good things that you hoped you would instill in them as a parent actually turn out to be true which is just really amazing. I know, you know, just watching my kids 
just do simple things. Remember people's birthdays, call their grandparents, you know, do something nice for somebody that's in need. It really just, you know, does prove that we're not all crazy as parents all the time. Some of those things do get through. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you, you feel crazy sometimes, right? You just, you know, sometimes it, it, like there's so many things you're doing, whether it's with, with work or with the kids. Uh, even sometimes a family vacation can require a vacation after Absolutely. that. Um, Absolutely. You know, so. So um, with these four kids, how do you balance owning your own company and why do you own your own company? Like, tell me a little bit about why you decided to go on the career path that you're on. So I'd like to say that it came full circle for me because when I originally went to college fresh out of high school, I had actually attended um, a university that had a program designed for entrepreneurship. Uh, their program was called Business Technology and Management, but it, it uh, focused on entrepreneurial studies. So the very first thing we did as soon as we got to college was as a class, develop a business idea and present it to a small board of investors, get funding and run it inside the campus. Now, that was my first experience of the corporate world of my idea getting voted out of the picture. And this was the year 2006. And my idea, because I had seen um, at the time, I don't know if anybody remembers Blockbuster, um, they were the first people to put uh, DVD kiosks inside of grocery stores. And I thought, here I am in this frigid little town where there is nowhere to rent a movie. This is long before streaming. I'm thinking, why don't we get video kiosks on campus? I was thinking too big. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot that goes into someone allowing you to put movies into a kiosk. Uh, but not a year later pops up Redbox and I'm kicking myself in the foot. Um, but that was my first experience with it. But I ended up pivoting away from it for a very long time. And I found myself uh, on a completely different career path. I had gone back to school again. Um, and I found myself in a healthcare career as a uh, licensed optician, helping people with the glasses, contacts, and uh, things of that nature. I was actually fitting contacts professionally for quite some time. That took me into a management role, however, where I began to help grow practices from within. And at one point, I was managing four practices at one time, and I was integrating new business into the company I worked for. Uh, they were, uh, looking back, probably more in the business of acquiring more business than running the business itself. And um, that was where I realized that I can do more for other businesses from outside of this business. I don't need to be in this business, growing this business, and working a job. Um, so through some other educational avenues, because I had explored going back to school and that actually didn't seem practical. This was just about, uh, 20 months ago. I had thought, why don't I go back to school? And this is post COVID now, or really in the thick of it or coming out of it. And <clears throat> excuse me, education is, it's just so well, it can be so expensive and it can be a burden. And how do I balance having these four kids, uh, my wife who also works um, almost completely full-time and get this going? How, how am I going to do this? How am I going to work and go to school and live? Well, it, it just, it didn't turn out that that was the smart idea for me. So I chose to research and develop and take courses and and uh, have some instructor uh, led 
work done to build new skills and develop myself into someone who could help grow a business through the online portals, through the digital space. And I had started off just working with advertising and building funnels and getting people exposed on Google and, and, and social media platforms. And it very quickly escalated into a team of experts who can help me full service market somebody's company, either from the ground up or take it to a new height. Or if somebody is, is stuck, they've plateaued and they want to take it to another level. They're looking to have the problem of I need to hire. Uh, that's where we, we want to help businesses grow. And that's where I've landed myself today. And it's been an incredible journey. Um, it has its highs, it has its lows. Uh, but when it comes down to it, I think the message I'd like to people to understand is that you're when you go on a, an endeavor like this, there is going to be an amount of failure that you need to be able to tolerate as a learning experience. Because if you are not failing, you're not growing. Uh, failing doesn't mean you are at the end of the road. It doesn't mean that your business is crumbled. It doesn't mean there's nothing else you can do. It means that you've hit a roadblock. You've hit some adversity. And you need to find out how are you going to overcome that adversity to better yourself, and in this case, to better your business, and learn from it, or maybe even pivot. Uh, because as in life that, that um, you know, I experienced in business, I experienced it in life, too. You, you have to pivot. You, you can't just say, well, that's, that's it, I give up. Or um, in my case, I, with my career um, as an optician, there's only so far you can go unless you're going to own your own optical business. Um, I chose to go in a different route because I can help many optical businesses, not just my own. I can help any other kind of business. And um, when I hit those, those roadblocks, that adversity, it, it showed me what wasn't working and it allowed me to think about well how do i make that work or do i just go a completely different direction which is kind of how i ended up as a full service agency versus just running ads because not everybody wants to run ads not everybody needs to run ads it's not what everyone needs um but when it comes down to it you do need to be omnipresent in this world you need to have people you need to be exposed to people you need to have people know what you do and know how well you do it um, and without any kind of exposure across this digital space, because we are in the digital world, there's no way to, to take things to the next level. I'm not saying you can't succeed. Um, but when I look at some of my friends who, uh, a couple of them own a roofing company and they're like, well, how do I get, you know, there's, it's so saturated. The market's so saturated. I'm not going to gain any exposure. Well, yes, you can, but you have to be willing to take that leap. And that's that's how that, that's that's how people need to function. That's how businesses need to function. And that's why I like working with small, small business and small to medium enterprises uh, because they're the the people that drive our communities. Absolutely. And you you said so much there that's so encouraging and inspiring. I just want to dive into like a couple pieces of it. I mean, the first thing that you talked about was absolutely making that pivot. But you know, I got to ask. You're grown, you had a career, you have four kids. Was it scary for you to make that pivot into this new so, career? So um, absolutely terrifying. And it's still terrifying to this day. <laughs> um, it's just a little bit quieter because sometimes I, I and you may, um, and anybody listening, anybody going through the same experience, 
it, you're going to struggle. Even if it was just going back to school, you're le- learning a new skill, you're meeting new people, and you're navigating your life in a completely different space, in a completely different manner. And especially initially, it does not feel comfortable. Um, and that is probably why it could be the highest potential uh, growth for you in your life. Because when you are overcoming adversity, even if it's your own fear, you are growing, you are building. And if you get past that initial, excuse me, initial, this is, this is scary. Um, this is terrifying. Am I going to be okay? Well, yes, you're going to be okay if you push through. And it, it's kind of like an imposter syndrome situation where you don't think you should be doing it. Um, but it gets a little quieter. It always gets quieter and quieter and quieter. Uh, especially when you, you succeed first, you, you help a client and you see how it helps their business or you see how it helps them in general, personally, when you take something off their plate that was stressing them out, I don't have time. I don't know how to do this. Uh, but you know how. That's that's what it really comes down to is helping your client being I, I like to be treating their business as my own business. And taking that off of their plate is something that you gotta realize it scares them too. It it was scary to them. And here we are making it an easier process for them. So getting started, definitely scary it's it's not something to be taken lightly it's not there there's no it's not a pyramid scheme or anything like that it's it's just it, it can be scary it's you're learning a new skill and it, you just got to jump in with both feet in fact uh i'm glad you asked me this question because it it reminded me i was thinking about this earlier today uh i saw a clip of steve harvey speaking to the family feud crowd prior to actually taping the show and he had this unbelievable monologue about talking how about how you're not going to know if you can get to the other side of that ravine unless you jump, unless you leap. You're never going to know. You can stay on that side of the ravine, and, and maybe that's comfortable for you. Maybe it works for you, and that's great. Uh, you, you can prosper that way, too. But if you're looking for something different or you have an idea or you, you have a, a business you want to start, you will never know unless you jump. And that rang in my head when I was getting things started. I'm going to jump. <laughs> yep. Yep. You just have to do it. You know, Steve Harvey, he's one of my favorites to listen to for inspirational talks because he does it in such a genuine way. But he has such amazing and powerful advice for everybody. Uh, he's, gosh, I can't remember the last thing that he said, but I remember I sent it to like 50 people. I'm like, oh my God, did you hear this? Did you hear this? Did you hear this? And I don't know that all of his material is his. I think it might've been other things he heard, but it's such, it's, it's great to have a voice that comes across in such a strong way. And that reminded me of a story. Someone was saying, you know, when I started my business, it was very scary. Think about when you're in high school or when you're in middle school, that very first day where you walk in to the cafeteria, you don't know anybody, the whole place is filled with people, everybody's already sitting down and every single new person in that room is scared to death that no one's gonna talk to them and no one's gonna accept them, that people are gonna just make fun of them, but you somehow have to get through it. And if we could get through that, 
then we can get through anything from a professional perspective. And I thought, oh my God, I remember those days. I remember some of the days where I would take my lunch and eat it in the bathroom just because I didn't want to have to try and walk up to somebody. And and it's true, you get through it and you learn and you grow and somehow it works out. And so why not take that leap over and over and over again as you get older? Because what I found is as you get older, people want to help you more. Your communities want to help you more. And I think your business and just your personality is based on helping others grow. And you've said that throughout your comments. And I think that's fantastic. You know, as is mine with my background as a teacher, like I just want to help other people succeed and help them get their messages out because it is so powerful. Like you said, when you see that light bulb moment or you see them smile or you see, oh, wow, this is really what I envisioned and thank you for helping me get there. So I can only imagine what all of your clients feel when they're working with you. But tell me, like, where do you find your clients? Are you, do you find them? Is it word of mouth right now? Like a lot of startup and small business owners, is it through your digital ads and the presence that you're able to create? Is it through, you know, the ophthalmology industry where you've got history there? So you're almost an expert in bringing that message to life. Where does it all come together for you? So it, what's wild is it as it has actually been word of mouth. And regardless of how I've tried my outreach to be in a specific niche, I have found myself just helping people um, outside of where I where I started. Uh, and it has been word of mouth. It has been through organic conversation, uh, whether I've showed up to uh, a BNI meeting, you know what I mean? I, uh, for anybody who doesn't know Business Networking International, um, a lot of uh, remote digital, like, like Zoom calls that you can hop on and network with people um, has turned into referrals or organic conversations because I didn't just stop my career and start my business from, from scratch. Uh, with with four kids, that would have been even more terrifying. Um, so I, I do and have leaned on my um, professional career to help me drive my business. Uh, so through these organic conversations of meeting people through all different walks of life, I've gotten an intense amount of referrals for people who are just small business owners. And those organic conversations, especially because they're relatively local to me, have actually allowed me to do some really cool things, um, like put a very personal touch on someone else's business. Uh, in fact, just over the weekend, uh, I went with a business partner of mine to for one of my for one of my clients to their business in order to do the filming actively on the ground for their social media, for their advertising, for their website. Uh, I'm I'm flying a drone. I'm going in and out of uh, service space because it is a vehicle service center. I mean, it, some of this stuff is incredible. Um, but to be there on the ground, uh, helping somebody just in person has been what has driven my business so far. And I would love to expand further. Um, I have done other outreach as well. Uh, some outreach has gone through LinkedIn, which is uh, where you guys found me. Uh, you guys contacted me. And that's a great way to start conversations, right? Um, some of it gets a little too uh, Instagrammy sometimes when people are posting. Uh, but when you're having organic conversations with people and reaching out to people, um, that that's where the real business starts. I would say that, and I, I like this a lot about the world today, that business is being done differently. 
and it has been a lot of fun so far, even though you go through the ups and downs. Um, when, when we talked about it just a moment ago, where we're genuinely helping each other. Uh, like when somebody is coming to me, a client signs on with me, my goal is to make you do a lot better than what you paid me for. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're paying me a certain amount, you should probably be making four to eight times that because that's the kind of business we are. I want you to grow. I want you to grow um, not only in in uh, in client services, whatever you do. Um, I want you to expand, but you know, financially, I want you to be able to expand your business. And it it's it's a different way of helping somebody where it's I'm not in healthcare anymore. Uh, I'm in the business of making your business better. Um, so I might have gone off on a tangent here. <laughs> no, come on. Well, you are kind of still in healthcare because you're reducing our That's levels right. of stress, which enables us to be healthier and live longer. So it it all comes <laughs> it all comes full circle. Well, okay. Last question to bring this all the way back to the beginning: Do you get your kids involved in the business? I know my kids have always been involved in any of my businesses since the beginning. I'm pretty sure if I ever wanted to take off one of my kids, could sit down and run the podcast like tomorrow. Um, but do you get your kids involved? Are they interested yet? Are they so not interested? So it's an interesting dynamic getting one of the kids involved, any of them at all. Uh, so my oldest being 13, I have actually thought about this recently because I see her doing some fun things on Canva. I see her, um, excuse me, making some some posts and she's doing a pretty good job uh, just between her friends on social media. I'm like, I wonder if in maybe a year or two, as she continues to develop, maybe she wants to have more of an interest in this. Uh, I've been definitely wanting them to go on possibly a different route than just, and I'm not saying don't go to school, but just that liberal arts avenue that I was driven down. I didn't find my career until I was 27. Um, I had to go back to school then, and I dove right into that career. Uh, as an optician, had I known about that coming out of high school, it's not your regular liberal liberal arts school. While it involves the regular math, English, extracurriculars, it's it's such that that in, in and of itself is a niche field. Um, and 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 I didn't know about it because that's not the way the high school had driven me. That's not the way college fairs drove me or or anybody really. Um, and I, I look around at some of the people that I'm helping. Uh, one of the people I grew up with, he owns a commercial electrical company. He didn't go to liberal arts school. Uh, he's he's also very, very smart. <laughs> so uh, when I look at the different ways of working in this world, living in this world, things that you can do, I don't want my kids to just be sheltered into thinking that they have to go to school to become an engineer. Or while we need more engineers and doctors in general, just the way we're going uh, as a as a um, as a as a culture, as a people, uh, there are so many other things that they can do. So to have them involved in different aspects of of the world and have them understand that it's not just this one avenue that they have to go uh, would be a great thing for me to involve them in. And um, I think that. I'm going to involve my oldest relatively soon. Maybe not this year. She's only 13. Uh, maybe I'd like to her to taste a little bit of high school first because it, one thing that we need to learn as we go through school or anything we do is that things don't just fall into your lap. They don't happen by accident. We have to work at them. Um, you have to learn and you have to have the capability of learning 
So if they show interest, I want to make sure that they understand that it takes work. It takes time. It takes commitment. And maybe 13 is a little young for that when it comes down to it, but we can make it fun. Right. Like I said, she's messing around on Canva. If I need somebody's logo revamped, uh, maybe she can help. We can start there. Uh, if if we're looking at um, the quality of posts, say, hey, what do, you, what do you think of this video? Do you think this is worth the real? And if she has an input, maybe that outside input from uh, a younger, possibly more creative mind, it could be could be valuable, highly valuable. So. And, and having the kids understand, again, that they, they have so many opportunities. There, there's so many Absolutely. things that we can do, um, especially the way the world is changing. In fact, I heard you talk about in another podcast about AI and how it affects our life. Uh, and you and I spoke previously uh, about another quote from somebody else. Well, I hope the machines choose to be nice to us. Um, I don't think we're at the Skynet level. Uh, but the the amount of, of resources that um, AI provides, exactly. it, it can drive you in a completely different <laughs> uh, career path that you didn't even know was possible. I see it on on advertisements. All like, uh, I think I most recently saw it on TV where someone's like, I built this. I'm not even a developer. But they had an idea and they had some help. Um, so there there's so many things that are going to change, especially over the next five years as we're looking at my oldest um, graduating high school. Well, what do the next five years look like? How do I help her get in that direction? Uh, so getting her involved in this might be helpful and um, and probably will be helpful in, in uh, driving her, her thoughts, her ideas, her career path. So I, I think that, yeah. Yeah, it's truly limitless and changing quickly. I know at the beginning of the podcast, before I officially started it, we talked about the fact that our air conditioner in the house went out and this new air conditioner is so amazing. First of all, it's so efficient. It will reduce the electricity cost by 44%, which is great. But the second thing, because we have solar, is it's going to suck up all the solar and save it for the winter and then heat our house until it's 35 degrees for free based on the solar. And I was just blown away by the state of where air conditioners had come, remembering back to when I was younger with my air conditioner in the window and my dad putting it in every summer in Pittsburgh. But I just thought, wow, you know, things change so much. And it reminded me of a baby shower where we went to buy new baby gifts and just the technology and anything baby is so much further than it was back when I had kids. I can't even imagine what careers are going to look like with AI driving significant change. But I think you summed it up correctly. Family <laughs> fearlessness, fearlessness just finding your way and never forgetting to give back and help the person next to you. What a great and inspirational conversation, Steve. Thank you so much for being a guest on Lift Off Journeys. And I know you're coming on the TV show, yes. so I can't wait to see you on set. Yes, very excited for that opportunity as well. And thank you for having me this morning. It's been great. Mm -hmm.